0: Sarvati Cup and welcome to another episode of Wrestling Wednesday here on the Funkit Pod. It's the weekend and you know what that means. And this week was loaded with wrestling goodness, badness, surprises. Uh, I think that's what we can agree on. So let's not waste any time, jump into what happened. But it's not just a rundown of what happened, but also looking at does it make sense? storytelling yay or nay so let's jump right into it let's jump right into aw because they always set the pace at least for this podcast because raw is still far banned raw is still banned from my podcast i always reevaluate after pay-per-views if i see the raw segment of the pay-per-views should i add raw again and well let's see <laughs> let's see uh to which Judgment We might come after uh, this week's podcast. Okay, let's jump into what happened first at AEW and then, of course, also WWE. So, AEW started on Wednesday with AEW Dynamite, and we saw John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, two wild things walking towards the ring just to be assaulted by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, which I th- still think is a very weird combination i do understand how they fit together and that they work well together but this this obsession of 2.0 with the anchors here is just kind of weird anyways they ambush them of course took Moxley out uh, like took his leg out basically with a lead pipe uh, and then they double teamed uh, Eddie Kingston and then said we don't want to wait any longer we are calling out Sting and uh, Darby Allen which led us to a Texas tornado match so before we jump into this does it make sense well they are the newbies and they also keep KFAB on social media of course like I think Dan Garcia tweeted, the last 15 years have been Moxie's years, the next 15 are mine or something like this. And he's like, Moxie's the old guy, I'm the new guy, I'm going to take over. That's what Dan Garcia is all about in 2.0. Basically, as well. So this led us now to the Texas Tornado match between um, the Icon Stinger and R.B. Allen versus 2.0 uh, Jeff Park and Mad Lee. And this was, of course, pretty cool because um, they are a good tag team 2.0. But when you're facing the Stinger and the Stinger making his first in-ring appearance in 125 years. Uh, he didn't look it that bad. He hit the stinger splash, which was, which was nice. Of course, most of the work done by Darby Allen, uh, sting just with some of the high impact, or not high impact, but with, with the, some of the highlight moves, of course, some of his arsenal, the stinger splash, the, do- the double scorpion. No death drop and then the double uh scorpion death lock. I, I, think, I think so, right? Um, so congratulations, uh, Sting. That the 2.0 looked a bit weak, like tapping out like this, but okay, well done, uh, Sting and Darby. And story wise, okay, they got called out, they showed him who's the boss. I can follow that somehow, even though they wouldn't have had to accept it because, like, why would they accept like those? newbies in aw terms uh, but okay then what did else oh yeah we saw uh we saw a uh, glib breaking kfab uh, kind of um sammy Guevara proposing to his girlfriend in the ring and she said yes oh heartbreak oh, nice she's clearly not a wrestler by the way <laughs> Uh, what else do we have then we saw Sammy Guevara in action against that chairman Sean Spears um, which was kind of nice they always have good matches they work well together it gets a bit old now that it's always them fighting each other but they do have chemistry best spot of course is both are on the turnbuckle Sean Spears in, uh, shows Sammy Guevara what he thinks of him with the middle finger in his face and then Go out with a high-risk maneuver off the top rope and eventually also picking up the victory over the chairman. Always good matches. I think now story-wise we should move on because they've been fighting each other so many times. Uh, but yeah, it's fun to watch. But when you think about why it's happening, time to move on maybe. One of the worst things of the night from my point of view, and I'm a MMA Fan. I train. I'm a UFC fan. But then Dan Lambert of the American top team came, and he who who had him with him, Junior DeSantos, Santos, JDS, and Andrei lovski I think like the so two old school heavyweight contenders, former champions, former UFC champions. And he had him with him in the ring. They didn't say anything. They're just standing there, like the muscle. But when you go to a to a wrestling show, you're not big anymore as a UFC fighter, right? Cause wrestling guys are big anyways he was running his mouth um, quite a bit and he's just I don't think that he's good at that it's like he he seems like an angry and no offense he seems like an angry like angry redneck kind of thing and I don't mean this like I know insulting towards people who might be called rednecks. Oh God, I, I get, I'm getting canceled after this. I just mean he he just sounds angry, but he's not selling anything for me. I don't know. Maybe it's his voice. It's the way he presents himself. The way he tries to sell stuff. I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like it. It's cool that he's so much into it, but it's just, I know, it just doesn't click for me. unfortunately, because I wanted to click, because I'm as I said, I'm MAA M- M- fan. I like American Top Team is super famous, uh, so I wish that he would be better at that, at least for me. Um, We then had a tag team championship match between the Young Bucks with everybody involved, of course, the Good Brothers, Brandon Cutler, Don Callis, their moms, everybody, versus Jurassic Express. Of course, this was a good match, of course. Um, all of the people involved put up like a great fight, but of course, it ends exactly the way we expect it to end. <laughs> uh, Funny enough, like previously, um, we saw Jungle Boy with some cold spray, um, which was like, "Hey, I know what's going to happen." So this is this is nice. Those, those references, storytelling wise, I like that. So that makes sense. I like it. Um, it also makes sense that the young bucks retained the ti- the young bucks retain the titles, I guess, until a big pay per view uh, at some point. Um, yeah. I think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are like always oh, that close, but you never take them that seriously, anyways. As contenders, you know they're gonna lose. Uh, nevertheless, it was a nice, it was a good match. It, it did make sense, and of course, like all the shenanigans again that, that then led to uh, Jurassic Express losing. Uh, no big problem with that. Uh, yeah, we can further the, I guess, the feud. Between all of them. Actually, um, later on, we also saw in, in backstage, back we saw Tony Shawani with the Elite and telling them that Tony Khan made a decision that they have to defend their titles at All Out in a steel cage match so that no one uh, can interfere there. Of course, they were angry about that. Uh, we also saw like a women's match again super bad Penelope Ford versus Thunder Rosa and Penelope Ford had uh, lots of offense even sunk in some submissions but Thunder Rosa was able to wiggle out fight out hit her own submission um, on Penelope Ford and then Penelope Ford had to tap out it was a that was a decent back and forth like we don't really know why they fought just because they're mad angry I don't know um That's always the case in the the women's division a little bit because it's not that stacked. Uh, But it was a decent match for it was. Could have been more storytelling, yes. Um, Then we had the main event, Labour of Jericho, number five, the fifth Labour, and best entrance in wrestling history ever. Because MTF, as we remember, said... Uh, stipulation, you're not allowed to have anything to or no to effect and also no to music and of course that's unnecessary. History comes out, the whole audience screams The whole song, the whole lyrics, and of course, AW prepared this. Of course, there were lyrics in in the audience and so on. Yeah, of course, but it's still cool. Like, everyone was singing uh, Judas in my mind, which was like Goosebumps time. Fantastic. Like, this was amazing. Uh, Great storytelling. We knew that's going to happen, but it's still awesome to see that it happens um, and the way how it happens. So, this was fantastic. I got Goosebumps and that's what you want from professional wrestling. That's why we watched it, right? So that was amazing. Well done The match itself was also quite cool Jericho being tired because he had those four tough weeks of matches leading up to it makes sense I like it long term longish term storytelling uh, Him being desperate going for like high impact moves like off the top rope and stuff like this Also makes sense. I like that too um, what I didn't like, was, like, like so many other people, was the ending. Because in the end, I mean, MJF tries to put the ringer, the ringer, the ring on his finger and try to strike him, but uh, the ref sees it, talks with MJF, just like we had it last week, and then uh, Jericho grabs Floyd, hits MJF with Floyd, throws Floyd out, but cannot finish him because he goes for the Judas effect, and he realizes, oh, he's not allowed to do it, and that's enough for MJF to counter hit salt of the earth, and make Jericho tap out. So I have no problem with MJF winning. He probably should go over on Jericho at this stage of both of their respective careers. No problem. I also like the storytelling. What I didn't like is that Jericho uses Floyd, hits MJF with Floyd. So the babyface uses a heelish tactic to hit the heel and then loses to the heel clean. Uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Like, why, why not let MJF hit uh, land the punch with the ring or something like this just to add fire to the heelishness now the heel won, kinda clean so should I be rooting for the heel who overcame the Floyd attack by the babyface I mean they try to make MJF look even stronger yes good still think sometimes like in this and like two high level high, high profile high level superstars go at each other maybe then let the heel be a heel um yeah anyways a great great match up until this point storytelling also made sense they dragged it out for a long time i appreciate this long term storytelling really fun good job i enjoyed it thank you aw um I just said biggest, best entrance ever in wrestling. And then this, (laughs) I wasn't the biggest, wasn't even the biggest comeback, comeback, but compared to maybe Edge or so, but still a fantastic pop. Of course, Rampage starts, AW Rampage in Chicago, United Center, you know what's happening. And AW knew what the people want and they gave it to them right away. They didn't wait until the end because, of course, the whole audience was just chanting CM Punk. And AW is like, You want CM Punk? You got CM Punk. And I'll comes CM Punk to an insane pop. Seven years after his last match, insanity. Looking at Punk, we've all gotten a hold. T- Older, oldish. <laughs> uh, fantastic promo. He enjoyed it. He jumped in the, in the crowd on his entrance. Like, it's nice to see that he's, that he's actually also happy to be back. Um, he cuts a promo. He sits down like pipe bomb style in the ring. Uh, cross-legged. Um, he says, uh, for him, in his mind, he left professional wrestling in 2005. That's when he left Ring of Honor to go to WWE. And August 20, 2021... He he's back in professional wrestling. And Carl goes like, yeah! And he says he's sorry if any of his decisions hurt anyone or made anyone doubt him or whatever. But he had to do those things to get healthy. He couldn't stay at a place that made him unhealthy. Um, enter the memes that show like Dana White saying, yeah, we know Punk, that's why we fired you. <laughs> um, but yeah... Good promo, Punk is back, fantastic. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it, like, all the goosebumps time. Um, yeah, and he's going to be in action soon. Uh, he challenged Darby Allen uh, at All Out. That should be a fun match. So, yeah, cool. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. He's back. He's back. He's back. Awesome. Uh, we had a, we had matches too on uh, Rampage, by the way. Um, wild thing. John Moxley wanted revenge on Daniel Garcia, and revenge he got. He was beating down Garcia. Garcia was hanging in, even countering in between. But it, John Moxley was just enough, uh, too much. The to brawling was too much. He uh, won my submission, right? like a pretty easy submission. Actually, um, got a bulldog joke or something um still yeah good match back and forth a little bit but moxley clearly the dominant fighter storytelling here made sense they attacked him he wants revenge he goes for it he doesn't care about looking good or anything he just wants to beat him down that makes sense um afterwards then 2.0 of course attacked moxley but sting and darby allen um and eddie kingston obviously uh helped mox to fight them off nice we then saw jade cargill versus Kira hogan and they hyped Kira hogan a bit before so i thought oh they hype her that much maybe she gets something in no jade cargill just ran through her really really fast but i mean jade cargill is like twice the size of Kiara Hogan so that also makes sense congratulations Take Cargill let's see who gives her a good fight who's going to be the first one to put up a fight uh, lastly then we had the tag team animated um, match for who can face the Young Bucks in the steel cage at all out and it was Jurassic Express versus private party and of course Jurassic Express it was a good match by the way Jurassic Express managed to pick up the victory um with a nice Nice match. Um, clearly Jurassic Express was better. Um, Soros was just dominating. Uh, but it was, it was a fun match, so that also made sense. It made sense that the, stipul- made the stipulation because of all the interferences. It made sense that Jurassic Ex- Express was like motivated, like we want one more shot at them, a fair shot at them, and now they um, are one step closer to getting this. Makes sense. I like it. So this week, AW was fun to watch. Um, not no, nothing really dragged or lagged. Storytelling mostly made, fu- uh, made sense. I'm all for it. So well done, uh, AW. That was fun this week. Let's talk about WWE. And let's talk quickly about the last SmackDown before the biggest party of the summer. SmackDown Friday, um, of course, final face-off between John Cena and uh, Roman Reigns. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. Yeah, we are all... You're going to see, okay, yeah, nice. Um, they just ran through all the promos they cut on each other before. bit boring, bit rehashing, but, I mean, that's what ha- what happens on the day before a big event. Uh, same thing that happened with Seth Rollins and Edge, Edge, like, all, oh, you bro- you made me go to a place that I I, ha- I didn't even want to go to, but now I like it. And so Brute Edge is back. It's, like, all red and fire, and then some goo comes from the top dropping on. Mr. Drip, um, <laughs> yeah, brute, brute memories, uh, yeah. So it's just really intense, actually intense. So it just makes us um, wait for SummerSlam. Like, what's going to happen at SummerSlam? Um, okay. Well, as we had, we had then Jay Uza versus um, Rey Mysterio, and. Of course, Dominic interfered, he tried to interfere, but the ref caught him, he tried to support his dad again, like what he did like a few weeks ago. Uh, The ref caught him, sent Dominic out, and this then led to the Usos getting the upper hand and winning this one. So we're working slowly towards a split between the Mysterios. Uh, We then had Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens, and Baron Corbin won because Big E came out and just beat down Baron Corbin, which leads to a, a DQ, of course. Um, we had Shotzi Black uh, makes make sense by the way. He stole he stole the briefcase, so Biggie's like, I don't care about matches, I'm gonna beat you down now. Kevin Owens didn't want to fight him anyway, so he's like, whatever, you just take it. Um that makes sense. Uh Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Tamina and Natalia one more time. I kinda actually was like more like a one-on-one between Shotzi and uh Tamina. Uh Natalya, whatever. Um Shotzi pinned Natalia. Congratulations. Fun. They're good. Let's move on. <laughs> We've seen this now three or four times, so. Okay, storytelling, we have back and forth. We want one more. You you was a fluke answer, okay. But now four or five times, it's enough. Let's move on. We had Otis versus Montes Ford, and Otis manhandled Montes Ford and with a the huge waiter bomb and just finished him. He looks a bit like waiter, by the way. Just give him like his face mask, he looks like Vader. Um yeah, it was surprising. Not sure what I make of this. Like they're like, hey, Montes is back. And no, 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 no. it just gets manhandled. Strange, strange. Um not a big I'm still not a big fan because it doesn't look like they know where to go with the Alpha Academy. Um so yeah, Montes is basically is, is a superstar just in the waiting, right? <laughs> I'm not sure what, what they do. I'm I'm all for Chad Gable, but I, I still don't know where they're going with this. Uh, We then had Rick Books. I'm also not a big fan of this. This is way too cheesy, way too. uh, And Shinsuke Nakamura um, was Apollo Crews' and Commander of Seas and Rick Books and Shinsuke Nakamura actually win like a pump handle slam by Rick Books on Crews, and that's it. What did Apollo Crews do do to piss off the people in the back? He's being like handed around. Like he lost last week clean. He loses this week clean huh what did, what did he do? Not a big fan of this again, um while I like Shinsuke, of course, but like I don't like the Rick books hell that's there uh, lot of okay, kids for the kids um but like now basically just dropping out Cruz all the time after him being like so dominant without any change like that doesn't make sense does not make any sense. um, then have Bianca Belair defeating Selena Vega, of course, um yeah. Getting ready for SummerSlam event with Sasha Banks, of course. Um, Bianca also defeated Carmela then, of course. Uh, and it's like, I'm ready, Sasha, and so on. So, yeah, this is the, I don't know, like, feeling like some, those contenders to her, like, makes her look strong for the moment, but it really devaluates the, those contenders. Anyways, this leads us to the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. And it started off with a big E, with is Karen karen baron corbin um yeah corbin clinching the the briefcase of course coming out um people in the audience giving like one dollar bills it was kind of funny um yeah but big e did dismantle baron corbin baron corbin tried to run away in 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 between but big e was just yeah there was no doubt that big e would take this of course we don't have make make sense right Storytelling wise, makes sense. He gets his briefcase back. Baron Corbin gets beaten down even further. Makes sense. Tag Team Championships. AJ Styles and Omos versus RK Bro. Storytelling wise, I mean, I only follow like what I see in the highlights because I don't watch Raw. But um, yeah, so Riddle saved um, saved Randy. Randy's like you impressed me. Okay, RK Bro is back. Mm. and then every time they were in the ring they all like with AJ Styles the one who was in the ring also went at almost and just gave him like uh, elbow to the face to the outside like kick to the kneecaps that makes sense like just to weaken almost. Uh, so this was this makes sense storytelling wise again in the end they pick it up pick up the victory um, and they've got new Raw tag team champions RK Bro I still think this Bro gimmick is lame but if the kids like it, and the kids like it, and they don't know why they like it, right? Like, why is he speaking? He's funny. Why is he so funny? Parents, that doesn't matter. He's just slow. <laughs> uh, we then had Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie. Uh, terrible. Eva Marie is, like, terrible. Uh, she lost, yes. Luckily, this time, no no interference from the stupid puppet. I'm sorry for saying stupid. Um, in the end, then also, do-dropped and made fun of... Of Eva Marie, like, and eh, with, te- with a Texas accent or whatever. And the loser is... Uh, I hate everything about that. Everything terrible. I hate it. Oh, go away. I don't even care about storytelling. Make them go... There's no story with Eva, Eva, Eva Marie. Make it go away. Um, United States Championship match, Sheamus versus Damien Priest. Damien Priest being heelish? He the second time they, the second time in a row that he, eventually grabs tears off Seamus' protective mask, and then just goes right for his face. That's not a nice thing to do, Damien Priest. Stop celebrating your new U.S. Uh, championship. Good match though, like tough back and forth, like hard hitting uh, contestants. Nice once in a while, of course. Bad like a bad spot in between with like the priests seem to like get really hurt, but they, they both worked through it. Um so great match, well done. Um yeah, that was good. Made sense uh, that that he's desperate and goes for the faith thingy. Is he a hardcore heel now though? Hmm. What is Bad Bunny gonna say about that? Hmm. Smackdown tag team championships, the Mysterious versus the Usos, take seven thousand. <laughs> Um, sometimes you can see that like Dominic isn't quite there like, Ray still carries like some of the, the smooth transitions and so on and again Dominic it's a work right, he's getting distracted he's not, not all there um, which lets the Usos gain the upper hand again and well eventually leads to the Usos with like a um, double super kick uh, and then a frog splash Usos splash Picking up the victory, so congratulations. That match was fine. It was fine. It's just, we've seen it like a thousand times now. I'm done. With, I'm. Let's break up the mysterious. So shall we? I don't know. I mean, but it's father and son, so it's not they used to break it up, right? But it's still, we don't want to see more of that. It's enough now, I think. Um, then, oh, God. Then, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair comes out and reports about that Sasha Banks isn't clear to wrestle. <coughs> Pardon me. So, but they still run the package with Sasha Banks. And, okay, is she there? Then the announcer is like, Sasha Banks not here. She's, she's not clear or she can't wrestle or whatever. She's not here. Therefore, Becky, Becky, Carmella will take her place and wrestle Bianca Belair. Crowd, okay, Crowd gets heat, Camella gets heat, like, woo, okay, great. Camella steps in the ring. Then out comes Becky Lynch. Crowd goes crazy. Yes, the man. Ooh, the man is back in Vegas. Fantastic. Crowd goes crazy. Becky just, yeah, celebrates in the ring, then just beats down Camella pushes her out of the ring, like, one second Bianca be back to beats Camilla more up on the outside. That was funny. Comes back in the ring, like, yeah, I'm back and I want the championship match right now. And Bianca is like, Bianca seems like legit happy, like she's jumping around, like okay, that's a competition, let's go, let's go. She seems like like a fighter ready. And then uh, Becky goes in for the handshake. Bianca like, okay, cool. Becky just punches her with an elbow to the face, uh, throws her to the ground, pins her and wins in 29 seconds I've been probably one of the biggest Becky Lynch fans before she moved, had a break her, her pregnancy baby break but this was bullshit <laughs> and the crowd was not happy neither was I neither is anyone who ever watched wrestling this was big BS WWE this was what you came up with this on the fly but even if you do it on the fly you should find something better than this. It was terrible. Luckily, the next match made completely up for it. Was <laughs> a storytelling wise doesn't make any sense what it did, right? But whatever. Next match, storytelling wise better. Two former best friends uh, now adversaries. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, also seen it fifty-five thousand times two big guys going at each other the one big guy is the big guy that the company likes more so he beats up the other big guy <sighs> then the stooches try to interfere and Drew McIntyre runs him off with his, with his sword <sighs> this is also not good not as bad as like what we've seen before but this was not good oh god luckily the Raw Women's Championship match kind of made up for that because there was a really good match between Nikki ASH uh she's she's I like that she lives her gimmick and uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley they're all really good wrestlers and even though even though I don't like Charlotte obviously and not in a in a in a like K-Fab, K-fab way I just really don't like her <laughs> um, And Rhea Ripley is awesome in the ring kind of kind of a bit weird but but she always is just like second fiddle to Charlotte, right? So Charlotte had her in a submission. She had her ready to tap. Then Nikki broke it up, luckily. And eventually, uh, Charlotte was able to pin Nikki as expected and take the championship again. Now she's like a 27 times champion or something like this. Whatever. But yeah, that was better. Um, the match until then was not bad. I'm just not a big fan of giving Charlotte like a 1,000 title runs. And she loses it again on Raw, and she gets another title run. Like, what, what are we doing? Um, okay. Edge with Seth Rollins, Storytelling, A. Um, Entrance, Edge, first a brute-style entrance and then uh, transitioning to the Edge entrance because everyone wants to hear the music, Um, A. Slow, methodical start, then getting more heavier, more brutal, A. Finish, A, Uh, it was fantastic. They went for their finishing maneuvers, Rollins almost hit a stomp, but Edge just catches the f- turns around catches the food, and then reverses it reverses it into like uh into uh i don't know like a cross face fantastic that that's also how he won in the end and with a submission uh would have seen that of course we would have seen like we would have preferred like a, a power move or something, but it was just cool like cerebral. Edges back. He had like some of his pre- some of his old school submission locks, the executioner, education. <laughs> uh, fantastic. It was just awesome, like some retro edge. And it was that was a great match. Great storytelling outside the ring. But when it led up to this, now inside the ring, everything was done very, very well here. That was fantastic. Best match of the night, storytelling-wise, I think. Um, so that was great. Fantastic. What well, was not great it was the next match. It was Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. And Bobby Lashley just went after Goldberg's knee. Goldberg was just, like, limping around, couldn't really walk anymore. Ref waves it off, that's it. <laughs> Goldberg's son comes in to check on his dad or whatever. And <laughs> Bobby Lashley just hurt on Goldberg's 15-year-old son, or whatever throws him in the corner, and tasks like... Uh, uh, not not test, MVP. i always confused. And MVP is like, oh, how should we know that this is his son? We don't know. And got furious, realizing that what they did to his son. So this might not be over yet. Oh, it was terrible. This was terrible. This was. Oh God. Okay, then we last match of the night finally um, and those matches were really fast up until then. So you we were like, huh, what's going to happen with the last match? Um, Reigns dominates Cena. Cena goes for some roll-ups and stuff because of his promos before the one, two, three promos uh, makes sense also storytelling wise. Then Cena powers up with like five moves of Doom, which which Reigns makes fun of because he only needs three, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. But then eventually Cena goes for more desperate power moves, attitude adjustment from the second rope, and so on. Um, he even goes for a spear to mock Roman. Yeah. Didn't even look look cool. Roman counters that, uh, and then eventually Roman just superman punches Cena like three times or two times and hits a a spear, and that's enough to vanquish John Cena, and now Cena can go back to China. Nice. Match was fine, just again, like, Cena with all the power moves, and Roman kicks out, and then Roman just hits his normal finishers on Cena. Maybe indicates that Cena isn't super Cena anymore maybe he finally turns heels <laughs> maybe not and then Cena has disappeared of course because you can see him um, Roman Re- Roman's about to celebrate and then doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. that's not how it goes but you know what I mean Brock Lesnar comes out returns with a ponytail looks like a Viking warrior and that's the Brock we want to see he comes to the ring Paul Heyman Paul Heyman was the best thing also about the whole match his, his facial expressions on the outside when Cena hit like his five moves of doom he's like <gasps> And every time Roman was about to pin Cena, he's like mocking me. One, two, like trying to mock Cena. So Paul Heyman, fantastic. And then also even Brock comes out, Paul Heyman's face, like like he's seen a ghost. like, no, 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 no. He he slithers out of the ring. (laughs) He's like, Roman, come, come, we go, we go. Uh, So he's scared. Uh, Fantastic. Brock Lesnar makes all the storytelling even better. Fantastic. Brock Lesnar's back. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Babyface Brock Lesnar. That's something new. (laughs) All right, that that was the rundown of what happened um, in wrestling this past week. Let me know what you thought about it. What do you think about SummerSlam, What do you think about AEW Rampage? Punk is back. The Summer of Punk. What do you think about all those things? Hit me up on social media at FunkitPod. Email FunkitPod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Rate it wherever possible. Leave a review because it really helps to get found. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Until then, don't forget to always kick out a two and take care. Stay safe and I'll see you soon. Sarnika.